Well, welcome, everyone. I'm Susan Jenkins, and I want to welcome you to, I think, day number 20 of the Inner Warriors Summit. What a journey we've been on. It's such a privilege to be interviewing this extraordinary panel of experts, such as Lorraine Cohen, who's my guest today, who've all said yes to being on this Inner Warrior Summit journey with us. Lorraine is also deeply committed to her soul path and is an encouraging beacon of light and inspiring example of what's possible for all of us and how we can empower ourselves through even the most challenging circumstances. Lorraine will also invite us to look at how our inner ways of thinking, being, and dreaming directly affect our personal health and the well-being of the planet. Lorraine Cohen is internationally recognized for her One Heart Coaching, Inner Grace Higher Realms Healing, and Higher Light Channeling. For more than 25 years, Lorraine has used her extraordinary spiritual, intuitive, and healing gift to support women and some men to transform past emotional wounds into wisdom, compassion, and power. A fierce advocate for her clients' transformation, she helps them to restore their innate value, purpose, self-love, and personal connection to God to create their boldest, most abundant, and meaningful life. Mm -hmm. She's an international best-selling co-author of two books, Unwavering Strength, Volume 2, and Embraced by the Divine, The Emerging Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. She's a featured writer of Bella Bella Mia Magazine and hosts a show called The Compelling Conversations Series. Well, Lorraine, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, it is my pleasure to be a part of this exquisite experience, and I so appreciate your including me. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to be, I can tell it's going to be a a very um, inspiring conversation here. So before we go any further, I want to encourage um, listeners to be sure to listen to the uh, entire conversation here, because at the end, Lorraine is going to do a powerful self-love healing process with all of you, so stick around for that. So, Lorraine, uh, let's just start. Um, I just want to ask you, you've been on your spiritual path for over 30 years now. Was there a particular event or turning point in your life that opened you to your current path? Yes. As a matter of fact, there was. And it was the death of my mother. Uh My mother died in 1981 from uh, a series of complications from a leukemia diagnosis. And... Having been on a journey really my whole life, Susan, and then with her death, it was as if the the door to my journey got blasted open, if you understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I found myself asking questions. And, you know, sometimes we find ourselves on a journey. We think that we know where we're going. And because I was very angry about my mother's death, which is a very common reaction. Mm-hmm. And I began to explore because I wanted answers. I, I didn't have a clue that it was going to lead me to the places and spaces that I have been through in the last 30 years. So mm-hmm. that was one of my mother's greatest gifts in her death was the next phase of my awakening. And for that, wow. I'm ever mm-hmm. grateful. Mhm. Well, yeah, our mothers play a lot of roles in our lives, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> uh-huh. So, Lorraine, on the summit, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about, and, and you you talk about this a lot too, learning how to feel in our power even in the most challenging of circumstances, which is very much, you know, part of what you do when you ask your clients, quote, Imagine seeing every challenge and difficulty as a pathway to self-mastery and everything you really want. If you look at life through a wide perspective, it will turn the negative life circumstances, circumstance into a positive experience, if you allow it. And I love that. So, Lorraine, you personally have dealt with cancer in your life. How has, has this healing journey been a pathway to self-mastery for you? I know for many people, having a cancer diagnosis right now seems to be epidemic. Mm-hmm. And I've always approached things 
from the perspective of everyone and everything is in service to our own healing and evolution, that there is a message, there is an opportunity, there is a gift, if you are willing to look beyond the initial presence of something. That's where I see so many people getting stuck, is uh-huh. in the story and the drama of something, and they they have difficulty or they can't see or they're unwilling to look underneath what's actually going on to get to the heart of that experience. And so they end up spiraling um, downwards or they end up going in circles. Mm-hmm. I feel from how I have explored this over the last several years, and I've been diagnosed four times. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought the third time was the charm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then when I realized that there was a fourth appearance, I really began to understand that this was part of my soul calling. And I can appreciate that to somebody who is looking at that strictly from a diagnosis perspective, you might ask, why on earth would anybody call forth a cancer diagnosis? And -hmm. you have to look at it from, as you say, a wider perspective, and that is I feel that one of my sole purposes is to help to change the consciousness of cancer, how we look at it, how we work with it, how we um, heal from it. That is very different from the way in which the world is responding to it now. And I was able to gain that perspective. It also brought me to some very deep healing inside of myself. I've always been on that inner journey, which I think is a critical part to mm-hmm. being in this world and one people I still see trying to get around it. Um, so it has brought me to some incredibly deep healing, a deeper connection with my relationship with Source. It has also helped me to become an amazing receiver, which was really hard. It has helped me to love myself in much, much deeper ways. And is also, not, I mean, you know, you go through an experience like this, you cannot uh, evolve, you cannot have your energies raised. So it has blessed me in so many ways, and for that, I am forever grateful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. So it was never a negative for me. It's not a negative. Now I don't identify with this diagnosis as who I am. So mm-hmm. I don't see myself as a survivor, and that's nothing against anyone's experience. I never, I never felt fear about it. I just didn't, because on some level, I knew that it was part of my journey. It was never going to kill me, and so I never fought with it. So for me, I'm not in a battle. I'm mm-hmm. not in a fight. I'm not in any of that. Mm-hmm. And that's not just true for having a cancer diagnosis. That's true about life. Mm-hmm. You're either flowing with life or you're fighting life. So whether mm-hmm. it's a cancer diagnosis, whether it's a weight issue, whether it's another health issue, whether it's a money problem, how you choose to approach that situation as a dance or a battle makes mm-hmm. it a difference between walking through something with grace or walking through it with suffering. I have suffered enough in my life. I choose grace. Mm. Well, I love that. That's a beautiful image for people to um, to go to quickly. I love images that someone can go to if they're just forgetting. You know, we can get confused and, and kind of lose track. I love that. Is this going to be a dance or a battle? I could I could use that in in my life and a lot of different things. Thank you for that. Yes. That's really that's You're really welcome. beautiful. And the other thing that came up for me, Lorraine, as I was hearing you speak about um, about this, you know, actually having um, facing facing a serious illness like this as like a doorway. What I found, you know, and I also have had experience of 34 years ago with a very serious illness and 
also was launched on my path through that, is that things, things like that really bring you bring you to the present moment, and they really help you not take life for granted. It's just like, okay, who am I? What is important? And all of that. And so in that way, it's such a beautiful gift to just bring us right to the present and not waste any more time. You know, it's just, and, and any of us can look at life. We have no idea, you know, what, you know, there's a big mystery here. We, none of us, I mean, we can go along if we're feeling healthy and all of that as though nothing's ever going to happen or occur. And none of us really knows. And so I, I found that the gift of that in really bringing me right to the present moment of, wow, what a miracle this is to be, to be alive in these bodies. Yeah. It's powerful. It's a very powerful spiritual awakening and experience to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Lorraine, you've shared, um, you've shared with me how you really believe that the genesis of all illness has that emotional component that you were talking about that you feel really needs to be addressed to support our healing process. And often that's like a, a deep emotional wound that's rooted in either fear or lack of forgiveness, rage, guilt, and shame. Can you talk about this and how some of the healing uh, and some of the healing you've personally experienced around your deep work in the in these territories and the healing you've witnessed with clients who've gone gone and done this deep work themselves around their deep emotional wounds? That's a beautiful question, Susan. Thank you. You know, we go through um, we go through our lives depending upon our minds to lead us, and the spiritual journey is about coming from our heart and allowing the mind, the brilliance of the mind, to handle the practical functioning of life, but not to guide us. That's the mm-hmm. shift that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at an issue inside of myself, a block, a pattern, um, a persistent charge, an emotional reaction is a charge, an energy block. I find at the heart of it, more times than not, is an issue around forgiveness. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And wrapped in that is anger, frustration, grief, um, all sorts of emotions, resentment, regrets, judgment, and all of that is energy. Mm-hmm. When I started to look at my situation, I found myself thinking about my mother again. You know, Mm -hmm. what's really brilliant about us is that certain memories pop up from time to time. And there are specific ones that can bring up reactions, kind of like a pebble in your shoe, or sometimes it's something that pokes at you. I call them bookmarks (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they give indications where we have unfinished business. Mm -hmm. So often... There is this imagination that says, I will just say the words forgiveness. I forgive this person and think that that's it. And I Mm -hmm. laugh because all a person has done is said words. Mm -hmm. And nothing has been felt. None of that has reached the heart. You've got 12 to 13 inches that has to descend. And the longest journey each of us may make is going from the head to the heart. Mm-hmm. So you can say the words all day long and not mean any of it and then wonder why am I still harboring these burdens and these resentments because you've tried to think yourself into a healing or a transformation and it doesn't work. It will never work mm-hmm. until you go in there and feel. Mm-hmm. So for me, I really came to appreciate that whatever it is that we're holding inside of our bodies It festers like a cancer. It -hmm. has no place to go. So if we're not releasing, then it's going to be going inside of our body and creating something. And by the time, let's say, with a cancer diagnosis or anything, 
it has been festering for a long time before it actually comes into manifestation in your etheric field, in your thoughts. It's impacting all across areas of your life, your relationships, your finances. The clues are there, but we can miss them because we don't connect the dots. And we can also miss them because we can think, I thought I was done with that, I did all that work. And, I mean, that's one of the funniest things that I hear people say is we are in a process of uncreating a lot of stuff at different levels. So each time something comes up is an opportunity for us to love ourselves. So the Mm -hmm. forgiveness work is huge, and that's one of the things I'm going to be doing in the process today. Good. Um, you know, towards the end of the call, because it's such a critical piece. The mm-hmm. self-anger, the self-loathing, the shame, the guilt, all of that is wrapped up in the the things that we create and we manifest in our lives, whether we're attracting things that we're wanting, we're attracting things we're not wanting, whether it's affecting our ability to move closer to our divine selves or keeps us in separation. Whatever we can't love rules us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's so it's good. an opportunity mm-hmm. to really come back and say, I mean, this is at the heart of the work that I do with clients is helping them to reconnect with their divine self because when you stand in the place of, of that divinity, the God within you has loves everything. Mm-hmm has no judgment or anger or frustration or grief or has judged anything. So that's another place that indicates we're in separation. Mm -hmm. So as I've done the deeper forgiveness work, and it's ongoing because we're in relationships and forgiveness is definitely related to relationships because it's in those relationships we find out who we are from Mm -hmm. From the different dynamics, it's how we grow and how we serve each other. And the people who push our buttons are here to serve us, not to piss us off. Yeah. And they might do that as well. Yeah. You know, right. But they are reflecting things inside of ourselves that we've called forth or things that we're we're being asked to take a look at. And as long as we keep blaming people and situations for what's happening, we never take responsibility for anything that we're creating and we never get a chance to really get to know ourselves more deeply. As people have had the courage to do this deeper work, I have seen their lives transform in incredible ways. More money coming in, more peace, dropping weight, greater relationships, more joy, a deeper Mm -hmm. connection with the divine, a whole way of living from a place of flow and abundance and moving out of scarcity. That's what this journey is about. Who wouldn't want to go there? But we can't do a lot of this stuff by ourselves because we get scared. We back up. We start running, and we need people to help us to hold that space so that we can go into some of those shaky places and shine a light and find our find our legs, find our strength. And we do. We find it there because when we let go of who we are not, we come into greater alignment with who we truly are. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's definitely, you know, my, um, that's, that's what the whole inner warrior song is about, you know, it's that whole thing about really being, it says it's nothing to do with the outside or the external. It's really, really looking within ourselves and, um, and, and being, you know, being the transformers and the transmuters, realizing, oh, okay my responsibility how will i transmute this how will i transform like chaos into into power or fear into love and all of that so yeah it's an inner it's an inner journey that's for sure and we need to ask different questions like Mm -hmm. we need to let go of how do i get rid of this yeah why is this happening to me and we Mm -hmm. need to ask questions like what is the message I am desperately trying to tell myself? What is yeah. my heart calling me to do, say, or be? Mm-hmm. What is the gift in this? Those are different questions. Those bring us into an expansive state. They move us out of a victim consciousness into our warrior. They help us to recognize our own brilliance, 
this cancer diagnosis, I know that this may be tough for people to understand what I'm about to say. I see that as part of my brilliance. I mm-hmm. created that experience for myself because of the level of mastery I wish to experience as a healer in doing this inner work and embracing my role of helping people to navigate a cancer experience, a health experience, an emotional experience, so that they are coming from their own power and that they are not being influenced by people in situations around them to do something that is not about who they are and not what they want. Mm-hmm. How can we do that if we do not walk through those experiences I am being very thorough about this. Four times I've created this, I'm being very, very thorough. Now I'm at a place where I'm in the process of dissolving it. Mm-hmm. And I have everything that I need to do that. I've made nutritional changes. I have made emotional shifts. I've done energy shifts. And I do things consistently as a declaration of loving myself and standing in my power. And that's also part of what this diagnosis has been a kick in the butt. You know, eliminating sugar, you know, enough of this. One of these days, I'm going to start doing this. I got serious and I said, enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, and just to go back to what is the message here, what is, you know, what is, what's the purpose of this, you could say. What I, um, what I have done with myself, and I, and I certainly did this when I was really, really sick, like oh, three decades ago, but I also in, invite my clients to allow whatever that symptom is, whatever is occurring there in our bodies, to journal and actually speak. You yes. know, let the tumor, let the tumor have voice. You know, and just journal, set a timer, and write for 20 minutes, and don't think about what you're doing or writing. Just give uh, an opportunity for communication in that voice. And there's some pretty amazing things that will come through. Absolutely. So we're inviting, we're inviting, you know, we're asking, what is your message? I'm here, I'm willing, I'm waiting, and I'm ready, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's not something that people tend to think of. I'm Mm -hmm. on Facebook, as many people are, and I'm involved in about four or five different groups. And I see how, and I understand how the conversations are all about what people are doing about their diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, you know, like anything else when we're dealing with something that we're uncomfortable with and that we want to get rid of, uh, it can also be like the shiny object syndrome. Okay, so this person's doing that, I better do that. And it, we we leapfrog from one thing to another, and in doing so, let's say in a health situation, Every time we add something or shift something, the body has to adapt to that and Mm -hmm. can unknowingly begin to create uh, an an emotional and energy crisis. Mm -hmm. We can add more stress to the body's ability to rebound and rebuild itself because we're not following our guidance. We're letting fear be the driver. So all the more reason for us to really prioritize. The spiritual journey is one that we're either invested in or we're not. And there's lots of ways to do it. It doesn't always have to look the same. It doesn't have to be formulaic. But every single day, the way that we tap in and we use the ability to hear, to listen, um, to ask questions, to not ask questions, to just be in that space of receptivity for the parts of ourselves that want to speak, including the divine, the angels, whoever. And the more that we do that, the more we get clarity about what's going on in our lives and we get clarity about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that brings me to my next question, you know, talking about, you know, all the different, because it does get scary for people, and they are. They're like looking, 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 and, and boy, the... the um. The possibilities are endless, and they can, it can be kind of confusing. Um, and so in my work as a shamanic practitioner, I use a wide variety of healing practices and tools with myself and with my clients. You know, I like to have a, a really um, 
a really big tool kit, um, which is one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about doing the Inner Warrior Summit, is really gathering together, you know, these beautiful panels of people who have all different ways of approaching healing because different people hear things differently, react, you know, respond differently. All of a sudden, a door will open for one person, person with this or not with the other. And so... Um, and also, for me, that includes, and it included when I was also sick, is combining. I didn't just throw out, you know, the medical, or, you know, going. I was I was definitely moving towards I'm going to heal myself and look for all the ways I can do this, you know, right. in the way that I'm going to do it. Um, however, you know, for a few months there, I definitely, you know, took some took some drugs. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. Sure, I'll do this for, you know, while I get my feet under me, find my path here. And so, and I also work with people um, collaborating with medical treatment and all the other ways of being, you know, uh, that we can do things. Can you talk about how you um, help people navigate um, this sometimes confusing territory of, of um, utilizing medical treatment and alternative ways of being and thinking? Mm, absolutely. You know, that's such a great point that it's, it's not an either-or. Right. And so I chose to have two lumpectomies. Mm-hmm. If I knew then what I know now, I can honestly say I would not have done either one. Mm-hmm. However... I did, and I have to make peace with that. Mm-hmm. At the time, that seemed right. Mm-hmm. And as I looked into the different suggestions and yeah. started to do my due diligence, one of the resources that I encourage all of my clients to get, and I have this on my website, is a series called The Truth About Cancer. Yeah, because it not only relates to if you have a cancer diagnosis, it is brilliant in terms of helping you to understand what your options are, whether you have a health situation or you want to really optimize your health so that you don't potentially find yourself dealing with a diagnosis. So that's absolutely brilliant. Mhm. I had conversations um with uh an oncologist, and as a result of that, I had to sit down and ask myself, is chemo and radiation an option for me? Mm -hmm. My first reaction was, no way, Jose. Mm -hmm. And and then I needed to ask myself, what is is my resistance? And this is before I really even looked into, in depth, the impact of chemo and radiation. Mm -hmm. And I have come to believe wholeheartedly that whatever you believe is what you will create. Some Mm -hmm. people feel that doing chemo and radiation is the answer for them. Mm -hmm. And not doing that is a death sentence for them. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's very, very important. So when I work with people, I help them to get to the heart of what it is that they want, where their beliefs are, and then the different um, options as to how they can move forward, not in terms of nutritionally, because that's not my background. I -hmm. work with them with the emotional and the spiritual component, which is part of any um, transformational process. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was not right. My guidance said do not do it, and I also realized that I firmly believed that if I were to do chemo and radiation, it would kill me. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt because of how powerful I am that I would achieve that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't an option. It wasn't an option for me. I had to go um, a more natural route. And mm-hmm. with that, that also includes um, checking your blood levels. I've I've seen my doctor working with my weight, sugar, um, mm-hmm. definitely sugar, which is what they talk about, what you should do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working with essential oils because that felt really right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, juicing, mm-hmm. I do coffee. and um, coffee enemas. 
Mm-hmm. And I have, at the moment, I have moved off of all supplements. Yeah. And um, just giving my body a chance to do some different things. And recently, I started bringing through um, the most powerful healing energy that I have ever experienced with the higher realms. I call higher realm healing. That is mm-hmm. mind blowing. Um, the results that people are having with health situations and emotional situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm using that for myself. I believe that the medical industry has a place, mm-hmm. but I think that we have become way too dependent on when symptoms arise, we're immediately cutting or drugging. And mm-hmm. we have forgotten that we have an incredible power inside of ourselves that works in concert with mm-hmm. the medical community. Mm-hmm. Because it's so fear-based, we have deferred to that industry, and it is an industry that is very much about money. I'm sorry, I have to say that. Very much about money. Scary. And so we have to do our due diligence to get smart and then go inside and see where that guidance is and create the program that is unique for us because it's individual. Yeah, so, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody chooses to do chemo and radiation because they feel it's right for them, then there is a series of things to minimize the impact on your immune system to work with that, and isn't that important to know? Right. And so there's lots of ways to work with things Education is very important, and for me, it's always going to be where my guidance takes me. I have worked on my intuitive muscle. I've been intuitive all my life. I do that with all of the client sessions I have, mm-hmm. and it, is, it never let me down. Mm-hmm. And there was a period where I had had a second diagnosis, and I remember I was sitting down with my surgeon, and he gave me the four options, and that was to have a mastectomy, um, chemo and radiation, um, do another lumpectomy, or do nothing. And my guidance said, don't do anything yet. Mm-hmm. So for three months, I did more inner work. I still hadn't gotten super serious about nutrition and cutting out things. <laughs> I mean, you know, you could say, gee, Lorraine, what's it going to take for you to get serious? I wasn't serious enough. I made some things, but not the changes that I made last year where I really got strong. Mm -hmm. And so three months later, I went for another test, and there was nothing. Mm. And I was thinking to myself, had I done any of the things that he had recommended, it would have been for nothing. And my guidance kept saying, do nothing, do nothing, do do nothing medically. And so I listened and I cleared it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where does a person start? Get smart. Get smart, ask questions. One, you know, one of the things that was really pivotal for me when I was watching the Truth About Cancer series was they mentioned several points that were very, very important, that if you're going to sit down with an oncologist, that that should be brought up. Number one, Nutritional changes, very important. Exercise, very important. Do you know in the session that I had with the oncologist, and I said to her because she said nothing about that, the only thing that she mentioned was chemo, radiation, and tamoxifen. That's all she Mm -hmm. recommended. And I said to her, what about making nutritional changes? And she said, that's not a bad idea. I said, what about exercise? She said, you could do that too. I walked out of that office, and it was very clear you are not the right person for me, and you're not even up on this information. Mm-hmm. How can you position yourself and not be up on this information? And I realized that too many doctors are not. I mean, there's a lot of information that's very distressing about this industry. Again, I encourage people to do their their homework and get educated so that whatever decision you make, whether it's about a, your health or anything, that you're coming from a place of certainty 
not reaction, that you're doing something that feels right. And if that means you need to take a little bit longer, then do that. One of the things I'm always reminded of, Susan, whenever I'm dealing with something that feels overwhelming, I ask myself the question, do I believe that my God is bigger than this situation? I always come mm-hmm. up with And if yeah. the God within me, if there is a God within me, and I know that there is and there is in all of us, then how can anything that I am facing in this life be bigger than me? It's not possible. And if I truly believe that I am God, then how can I be ill? I don't mm. identify with a dis-ease. It's an imbalance. Right, exactly. I always love, I always, that's how I was always saying it about myself. It's like I, I'm not identifying with this label. It's an imbalance of this part of me. And what is that imbalance mirroring? Exactly. And when you approach it that way, then the choices that you make become very different from, oh, my God, I have this, what am I going to do? And we're off and running. So it's spiritual practices become very important to minimize those stress levels, looking at the food that you're eating, how much joy you're experiencing during the course of the day, getting educated. All of these are components and getting the support from the people who hold that space of seeing you in full health not as a, an ill person. You know, when people would say to me, Lorraine, I I really hope that you get well, and I appreciate that, And but where I stand is I am. I am yes. whole. I am well. How could I be anything else? I'm working with my body to catch up to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Energetically, yeah. it's already complete. So, but the inner the inner work... I go very, very deep with people so that whatever it is that they may be holding on to is not going to be manifesting an illness or bankruptcy or anything that is creating more upset and pain in their lives because that's where things begin is inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and what I'm hearing you saying, Lorraine, too, and this is kind of the filter I'm I'm hearing some of this through, is that um, it's so easy for any of us to give up our power and give up our own inner authority to another, especially if we're vulnerable and afraid. It's like it's like we're kind of conditioned and taught, oh, okay, you don't really know enough. That doctor, that healer, that whatever can I need to just give my power over to them and then just have them take over and so what I'm hearing you say is to first stop and and connect into our inner power and maybe even say I am I am a wise you know I am a wise healer here I know I actually know from the inside out what's best for me and really um, and trust that before we suddenly hand it all over to somebody else and that's the inner warrior work for sure how can we stand in our own authority here in all our decisions yeah i always encourage people to move into a space of inquiry yes and in that place of curiosity when you can do that and sometimes it it you might not be able to get there right away because we can go into a place of panic and fear and Mm -hmm. distress when something is happening that we find upsetting whatever Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. and so the in to go in that place of inquiry um, allows you to go into some questions. And again, to, to, to frame it from, if this is happening in my life right now, mm-hmm. I have called it forth. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. understanding puts you in a space of authority. And to move aside, now why would I call something like that forth? Because that's, again, that's not productive, is okay. Mm-hmm. So your comment about uh, asking some questions, brilliant. I always encourage people to do that, open up a dialogue. You may or may not get something from that dialogue, and that's okay. But to just be in that space of receptivity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, whether it's meditation or that message may be delivered from someplace else because the divine in us is always looking for avenues to get our attention. Okay, yes. didn't get it that mm-hmm. way. Let me 
let me, you know, let me try this. Such loyalty, such love. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, some, you know, sometimes it comes as a two by four. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. And so <laughs> right. to be in that place of inquiry and get support from mm-hmm. people who can be in objective space. I started adding cancer coaching and healing to my practice in addition to the coaching work and the healing work that I do because I felt that that was a place that could be of support to people who were in that place of inquiry. And they could also have somebody who is holding um, their best, their possibility, because when you're dealing with something like the you know the dreaded c word yep. it feels like this monster coming to get us mhm and when we we start to look at it a little bit more deeply and you see how many options you have not only to to work with an illness but also to take back your power in yeah. ways that support your body to feel good. When we're feeling good, we open up this unified field even more. Uh, you know, when we're uh, eating better, we're raising our vibrations. When we're meditating, we're raising our vibrations. When we're clearing emotional stuff, we're raising our vibrations. We're opening up more and more pathways to ourselves. This, to me, is exciting. So I frame it that way. Here's something I'm dealing with. Here's an opportunity for me to really understand my power as a creator. All right, let's roll up my sleeves. Let's dig in, see where this takes me, because I know that this is a blip in the road because I'm not done. And I'll also tell you very honestly, I explored uh, leaving. I explored dying. Yep. There were definitely some periods during this time frame that was not solely related to this diagnosis where I just was in so much emotional pain um, mm-hmm. and so angry with God, and I found myself contemplating, um, get me the hell out of here. If this yeah. is going to be the extent of what uh, I'm dealing with, very, very deep, painful places, get me the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And And then... I got angry and said, "I'm not going. I'm not going so easily." So, yeah, right. um, you better get your crap together, Lord, and meet me over here because we have stuff to do. I've worked too mm-hmm. hard, and I want the good stuff now. And I, I mean, I have all sorts of conversations with the divine, um, yeah. which is great. And so, yeah. I realized that in order to really live, I had to face the idea of dying and make my peace with that because death has never been fearful for me. Suffering Mm -hmm. was more fearful than death. And once I decided that I was going to live, that was another boost of power for me. So if I'm choosing to live, how do I want to live? And what is the life that I want to create? And who do I want in my life? And then you start watching the magic happen as you align with more of who you are and you start clearing out things, life starts to become even more magical. Mm. We're learning how to live as creators in ways that we have never learned how to do that before. And sometimes it will come in a form that will bring you to your knees, that will bust things wide open because you, brilliant you that you are, want this so much that you have invested energy into creating opportunities that will literally break down all of your armament because you want to get to the other side. And I Mm -hmm. love people who roll up their sleeves and go there because I'll go there with you. Yeah. That's that's where juiciness comes from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I can feel that. I'm, I'm... what a what a wonderful gift that that you know somebody like you and listeners you know if you're dealing with any of this and you want some coaching and help you know you know where to find Lorraine you have all of her information on this page and also this um, the truth about cancer series sounds like a beautiful uh, resource for people to remember that they can get on your website as well 
you know, to really, when they're wanting to ask those questions in the beginning, you know, where, where, where is my pathway through all of this? Yeah. But, and yeah, I can really um, feel the power. I can feel the power in um, what you just said about when you decided you were going to live, it was like, okay. Yeah. Then there's this passion and this this life that that you know that rises up. It's like okay, this is a this is like a warrior's challenge, and I'm up for it. Exactly. <laughs> Let's do this, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's it's a it's a decision we make more than once. Uh, you know, if I can add one other thing, because this is actually something that happened recently. I'm being very very oh, candid please. with mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah. So to a certain extent, with all of the work that I have done personally, I, I've also been aware uh, of holding myself back to a, some extent mm-hmm. as I have um, received so much information. I have worked with thousands of people over the last 30 years. I get great feedback. Yeah. And still, you know, with this deep desire of staying in a place of humility and not getting into my ego any more than I usually do. And I realized what Spirit was saying to me very recently as this new energy was coming through was I needed to own my badass. Wow. And I, I, I started to think about that somehow or another I had been looking at um, that if I stay in a place of humility and wanting to stay not so strongly in my ego that I couldn't really be a badass. Ah. And mm-hmm. that may sound kind of strange, but it was very poignant for me because I realized that when we're being called to really stand in our power, we really are a bunch of badasses, badasses mm-hmm. in the most positive, positive way. Right. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we are claiming and calling our 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 power forth. We're, we're, we're being asked to stand more firmly in our calling as if we are commanding life. Mm-hmm. And that is the warrior. I had a vision years and years and years ago. I, I didn't fully understand what it meant. And I saw myself standing on a very high rock overlooking a, a valley. And it was kind of like a, you know, an image of, you know, standing in skins. Um, mm-hmm. The warrior. It was definitely the yeah. warrior. And... My hands were by my side, and at the the top of one of my hands was a large black cat, mm. whether it was a cougar, I don't know. And there was an intensity that I was aware of as the two of us surveyed this expanse, and the sense that I had was we were going not so much to war and to battle, but we were standing so strongly in our power, we were ready to meet life fully. And I never I never forgot that image. Mm-hmm. And I know that there have been times when I have tapped into that as a reminder that even though you can know that we get things because we really can handle them, there would be no point in calling mm-hmm. for things that would... would truly harm us or dismantle us? What would be the soul's purpose in in being engaged mm. in something like that? Right. So, and yeah. you can know intellectually, but it's these experiences that we call and we, we go through that we find out the truth of that. Because you can hear somebody say, oh, you're so strong, and there's this question, am I really, I don't, I don't know if I'm that strong. And then you go through an experience and you find out, I am strong, I am brave. I I have wisdom. Those experiences reveal ourselves to us. So mm-hmm. we are so full of gifts. So when you begin to tap into that power inside of you, which has always been in you, even in those moments when you might feel shaky and you might not be accessing that power, it is there for you to call forth. And when you do, you can feel that shift from the yeah. self into the soul self, and you stand and you observe what's happening, and from there you make the right decisions for yourself. That's also part of the work that I help people do is to move out um, from that swing from the human part to really strengthen that duality so that they can be in both places and lead from source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that was beautifully put. That's so shamanic, the image that you... <laughs> I used. thought you that, liked that. Very, very shamanic. <laughs> shamanic territory, for sure. You know, yeah. standing as our warriors, overlooking our lives in that way, in such certainty and, and inner authority and sovereignty. Well, I am looking at the clock, and I want to make sure that we leave um, enough time for a couple of things. So first... Um, I'd love you to share about your free gift, and then we'll go into that beautiful um, healing process that we promised the listeners to take them on. So, yeah. Lorraine, you have a free gift, and listeners, you have a link here on your page. I'm not going to read this whole URL because you have it right there where you linked into this call. Um, yeah. And so, Lorraine, would you like to explain um, the free gift that you're offering people? Sure. I love this gift. I just love it. It's six gifts, really. Yeah. And it is a series of audios. One is about eight minutes of laughter. And it is impossible <laughs> for you to hear this and not burst out laughing. Yeah. And so it's a perfect thing to do during those days when maybe you're feeling a little too serious or you just want a good laugh. And somebody once told me that they played this audio to clear their house, and it worked. So, um, you know, I mean, laughter and joy, incredible. So there's about eight minutes of that. Then there's another guided um, uh, energy process and meditation from a call that I did um, that had to do with awakening to love, moving from desperation to inspiration. So it's 22 and a half minutes uh, mm-hmm. to help you come into more peace, love, and harmony. It's great. For those people who are sensitive to the energies uh, of spirit, uh, you'll feel them on all of the audios that I do. No doubt you felt it on the conversation today. Uh, The third is an opportunity to be a part of my community and to receive three more gifts, one of which is a a love letter from the divine meditation, which was actually put to music from an article I wrote uh, uh, for Bellamia magazine. It is a magnificent audio and um, the responses I've gotten from it, it is imagining that God is talking directly to you and just saying things that will just open your heart and Mm -hmm. many people have cried in joy from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second is uh, connecting to your soul self. It's another guided meditation just to feel more centered and more deeply connected with your soul. It's a beautiful meditation. And the last is something that I have used personally and with my clients. It's 21 prayer mantras. And and just in saying all of them or some of them, you will feel a shift, an internal energetic shift inside uh, in coming in greater alignment with your soul. So very, very powerful. And I'm so thrilled to have added these three to them. They're they're several months old, and I am so proud of all three of those. They're just mm, great. Well, beautiful. How generous. So, listeners, um, you can go grab all of those beautiful gifts and, um, and start out with eight minutes of laughter. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. Well, let's um, thank you, Lorraine. So let's um, give you an opportunity now before we close to um, take the listeners through a little self-love process here. Beautiful. So what I am just inviting folks to do is to just um, get comfortable and just invite yourself to just be in an open space. Just open your mind and see where this takes you. I've talked about the importance of forgiveness and how powerful unforgiveness is in terms of holding our hearts hostage. So I invite you to just come up with something very quickly where you've got some sort of a block. It could be uh, maybe you're dealing with a health situation or it's a financial challenge, just something to put your focus on. And if nothing comes up, just know that in buying the series, you can hear this process again because it is so powerful. So I'm going to just focus on a health situation because that's been the theme of this conversation. So let's say you're dealing with a health issue. And just tapping into the feelings that you have about it, the thoughts and the feelings that you have about it, and it's not unusual when we're dealing 
with a situation that we feel frustrated, that we feel angry. Uh, maybe you've done a lot of things with it and it's still lingering. So here's a question that I invite you to rest into and really see where this takes you. What if the situation that you're facing right now is something that you have created for the sole purpose of helping you to have a deeper relationship with your own divinity. And this was the best way that you could do that. Could you forgive yourself? And I'm going to say that again a slightly different way. What if the situation that you're in right now was brilliantly orchestrated in order to open your heart to greater compassion and self-love and help you to release things that you couldn't otherwise access, could you forgive yourself? And just rest into those questions for a moment because I'm going to ask you a third one. And here's the next question. What if you came into this life with the express desire of creating that exact experience because you knew that it was part of your soul calling in your contribution, in your work with others? And the best way that you could be a voice and a guide was through your own personal experience, having been there and done that, to add credibility to your ability to be of service to others. Could you forgive yourself? Very powerful questions that can create instant shifts when we look at it from a higher perspective. We can, we're invited to stand in a place of appreciation for our own magnificence in creating and attracting experiences that were truly meant for our best and highest good and ones that lead us to our own mastery. So as you rest into those energies, imagine... If you saw life from that perspective in every moment, no matter what was happening, especially those experiences that you feel are unwanted, uncomfortable, that they were created out of such a deep love, such a deep intention, never to harm never to pull you away, but rather to pull you towards yourself. And if you could step into that divinity inside of yourself, and that is my invitation, to reach deep within yourself and to go several hundred feet above your head to that place where your true self resides, and invite that presence to move down a column of light into the top of your head and begin to fill your body into every cell, every organ, every atom, to your blood and your bones, your muscles, to be completely immersed in the energies of divine love, of presence. Perhaps it's Jesus or Buddha or God or Creator or the Unified Field, whatever that name is, that every part of you in this moment is completely immersed and filled with this presence of the divine of who you truly are 
and imagine the energies of the earth coming up the balls of your feet and anchoring you into the beauty and the loving embrace of Mother Earth, that sentient being who has given us permission to live upon her body, who brings us healing, beauty, resources, who shares with such abounding generosity as the energies of the earth ground and anchor you and blend with the energies of presence it reminds us that we are all one and that there is nothing that we could ever say or do or be that truly separates us from this stream of love that runs through us And imagine that you could see yourself through these eyes every day and every moment with pure appreciation, with pure delight. In every moment of brilliance, every time you mess up, every time you stumble and every time you rise, For that presence sees you like that in every moment, and that is who you are, the pure energies of love. And imagine now all of that energy extending beyond your physical body into all of your outer bodies and wrapping you in a loving embrace. I invite you to rest into those energies as you are wrapped in love. I'm going to invite you to just stay there for a while. Let go of any question. Just be in this openness of allowing yourself to be loved and to experience the love of who you are. And then perhaps in just a little while, do some journaling. See what comes up for you. Perhaps there is a message that is wanting to come through from yourself to you that is just what you need to hear today. And before we close, I invite you to receive a brief energy transmission from the higher realm. I'm going to be silent as I stream this energy to you right now, from my heart to yours, from my soul to yours, from my mind to yours, and from the higher realms, from their love to yours. And this will be embedded in this recording. I'm going to be silent now until it's complete. Thank you for making yourself, your journey, a priority today and for all the love and light you share in the world. From my heart to yours, may your life continue to be filled with grace and miracles abound beyond your greatest imagination. Very powerful energy, Lorraine. Yes. Thank you. That was just a smidge. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. 
Thank so you for allowing me to share it. Yeah. Yeah, a taste of that. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, beautiful questions. Mm. Really powerful questions. They open a lot of doorways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to keep us in this uh, space and not talk a whole lot more right now. So, Lorraine, I just really want to thank you for um, giving of yourself and for being with me on the call today. It's been, been really great. I'm sure the listeners have gained a whole lot of wisdom and inspiration and tools from your talk. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for including me. And I, you know, I welcome feedback or comments that listeners may have, so please contact me at LorraineCohen.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, resonated yeah. with anything that I've spoken about, I would love to invite you to do some personal work with me. See where mm-hmm. it goes. Magic. Yeah. This is a year of magic. Yeah, a year of magic, right. Yeah, and so listeners, you, you see the free gift link there, and that will take you right to Lorraine's website, and you can kind of go from there. So, whew. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm going to thank um, also thank the listeners for joining us on the Inner Warrior Summit. And um, please come back again tomorrow to listen to another soul-provoking interview. So we're wishing you all an empowered, light-filled rest of your day. So bye for now. <laughs>